All right. Welcome, everyone, back to Talk to Tatiana's show. And today with me, I have Beth Nydick. Welcome, Beth. It's so awesome to have you on the show. Oh, Tatiana, I'm so excited to be with you today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's it's my pleasure. And um, Beth, so your bio kind of um, is speaker, author, and a magnetic business mentor. Can you share kind of what you do and, and actually start with maybe how you've gotten to do what you do and, and what, what your story is? Oh, my. Well, I have a very long story, but I'll start, I'll start in the middle. Um, 2009, I had two little kids in elementary school and I, I looked around and I was like, okay, I want to create something for myself. What am I, what am I interested in? What do people ask me about all the time? And the thing that people asked me about was nutrition. Um, you know, I'm a healthy eater because I have stomach issues and I, learned how to feed myself by doing lots and lots and lots of research. So I kind of knew what I was talking about. Um, but people were asking me about what to feed their kids and what to eat after pregnancy and all that kind of stuff. So I went back to school and got certified in nutrition. And I was a nutritionist for six or seven years. I'm still a nutritionist, but I was a practicing nutritionist for six or seven years. And I really was helping young moms learn how to eat and feed their kids. Um, but what I was the questions I was getting often from my clients were, can I have a drink? <laughs> Can I have a glass of wine? Can I have a cocktail? Um, and I was a bartender in college. So I had an idea for a cookbook and it, I got it published traditionally published in 2017. It came out called clean cocktails, righteous recipes for the modern mixologist. And I loved creating it. You know, I spent six months testing cocktails. So it was a lot of fun <laughs> at that time. <laughs> awesome. um, and after the book came out, I had been doing a lot of speaking engagements and having conversations with the people at the events about business. And I remember coming home to my husband and telling him all about the event. And he, he looked at me, he said, I haven't seen you this fired up in a really long time. Maybe you should think about moving your business more towards helping others in business. And I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. <laughs> like, like, oh, I'd never thought of that. Um, and then, you know, really reflecting on what I had been able to create and how I had gotten a cookbook deal without the 50,000 followers and without all the major TV. I had some national TV spots. I was on Dr. Oz and The Chew and, you know, some other stuff. Um, and really looking at what I had created was like, oh, I can teach other people how to use their environment or their sphere of influence to not only get media, but to get clients and to make more money and to, you know, have a better idea of what they're doing. So I really started doing that. My friends were starting to ask me to have, you know, coffee with them and I would have a conversation with them. And at the end they say, oh my God, you helped me so much. But when my one friend said to me, you helped me more than my $20,000 a year coach, I knew I had a talent. It was that validation that I needed. And now I help lots of small businesses and actually big businesses really figure out intentionally the structure of their business and then use that to leverage collaborations and media to get the word out and really make more money. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, we want to make a mark. So making a mark on the world. Uh, and it all really comes down to my tagline, which is to make potential possible, because we all have potential. It's just learning how to make yours possible within the ramification, within the, I guess, within the enclosure of how you want to do it. So now I run Beth Nydick Media, which nice. is BethNydick.com. I love that. Uh, actually, <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't know this about you on, uh, you know, on the nutritionist and the nutrition side. I mean, I thought it was just a passion of yours to do, to make cocktails and to, um, you know, I read about the book and, and, um, and so on. And, and I just, I mean, it's, it's an, it's an very interesting, um, story, um, and entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, I, I've been an entrepreneur, honestly, since I was a little girl. Like, I don't know about you, but I was like selling stickers on the playground or, you know, the mid 80s, I was making those barrettes with the with the uh, ribbons in them and selling them after school. Like, I've always been that person. So it made sense after my, so I was a TV producer. Before, I say BC before children. Um, I was, I worked at The Tonight Show. I worked at NBC for a little bit there and I worked for MTV and Viacom for a while and Fox like you know, I've worked for for I've been in TV for a long time um a long time ago so it's a little different now but you know I had I've had lots of those experiences that I've learned how to bring together and be able to really help other people um and I've kind of been doing it under the radar to until I figured out what I wanted how I really wanted to help people and what I was doing so the end of last year, I was taking my business offline. <laughs> it was a really smart move. Um, and I was doing lots and lots. I was supposed to be doing lots and lots of speaking engagements this year, which obviously doesn't happen. So I've pivoted in early March and April to really helping uh, entrepreneurs online to, to do that, intentionally sh- figure out their foundations and then use their sphere and use their local grassroots availabilities to promote their business and, and continue to grow. That's, that's amazing. And what do you see kind of as the main struggle for, for people who are looking to kind of spread their message and change the world? Oh, you're breaking up. I can't really hear you. Um, I think, yeah, I think there's something with the internet a little bit, but uh, it should be okay. Um, so what I said, what, yeah, now I, so I said, you. what, okay, cool. Uh, so what I said was, what do you see kind of the, as the number one struggle with people who are trying to um, get their message out in the world and change the world with their message? (laughs) I think it's that they don't sit back and realize all the availabilities or the opportunities they have in front of them to really create that for themselves. Because a lot of people will come up to me and they'll say, how do I get on TV? How do I get on Good Morning America? How do I get an Oprah magazine? And I'm like, wait a minute, are you in your local paper? Like, are you in your church's <laughs> newsletter? Like, let's start with the people that know you. You know, let's start with your clients. You know, there's somebody in your client list that's cousin, sister's brother lives in New York City and knows the producer at Rachel Ray. Like, everyone knows somebody, but using your local community to start there for media, because like we all know, you have to know, like, and trust before they buy. So if you live in a town with 20,000 people and you can get 20,000 of those people to like you, you're not going to need to do anything else because you're going to be able to get you know, those people to share your message and then it's going to spread like wildfire. Because I really believe in that grassroots movement and how you can use your business in that way. That's I love that. I love it. Um, so, okay, so cool. So people are basically what you're saying is people are kind of standing in their own way. <laughs> Oh, uh, we, I do the same thing. I'm sure you do the same thing too. We all do that. Um, I think one thing I see that a lot of people don't do, and I've been talking about it a lot lately, is they don't open their mouths and tell people what their plans are. They don't say, you know, I started this business. I'm working on a new product. I'm, 
you know, whatever they're doing, they're not sharing that information. Yes, they'll go on social media and they'll post sales posts, right? But it's not, they don't do that behind the scenes of I'm creating something or like, hey, Beth, you know, I'm working on this product. Would you share it with your friends or, you know, do lives about just what they're doing? Because you have to talk about what you're doing outside trying to sell it. Because if you're just trying to sell it, you're not going to get very far because people can feel that energy. But if you want to enroll the people in your community, enroll the people that see you on social media into supporting you and what you're trying to accomplish, then you really have clients for life rather than people just, you know, kind of downloading your opt in and then opting out. Yeah, I think that's kind of uh, the thing that so many pe uh, people miss. Um, it's often all about the selling and the pitching. And honestly, on the receiving end of it, it's often like you get tired of pitches thrown at you all the time. Oh, God, I get I get pitches every day, you know, and I can tell you all like, don't 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 like me on on instant. Wait, don't like me on LinkedIn. And then I'll accept your thing and then send me a, a stock botted message about how much you like my business. So I literally had this guy. He messaged me, you know, I accepted his thing. He messaged me, I really interested in your business. Can you tell me more about it? Because, you know, it was very like, I, I like your business. I'm interested in you. So I wrote, I didn't answer him. I wrote back, what interests you about my business? And they came back with some like <laughs> BS answer. I was like, if you're not going to be authentic and real, then you're, you're not going to penetrate anywhere. And mo I feel like a lot of LinkedIn selling is through messenger and it's so transparent and it's just i'm sure it works on other people it just doesn't work on me yeah it doesn't i actually get so annoyed with the linkedin you know you're adding me to your network and right away you're sending me a pitch like have some respect <laughs> right like you get to know like i so i connected with um the deputy editor of oprah i've been in oprah before i didn't work with her but i just saw her on facebook sorry on linkedin and, and she accepted my, my, um, you know, my friendship, I guess you call it mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. Um, and I just wrote to her, like, I just wanted, I admire her. I admire who she is. I admire the content she puts out. I admire the great job that she does. And I just gave her that. I was like, I really admire what you create in the world. Thank you for sharing your genius. And guess what? Now we're getting to be friends because I really, I wanted to have that relationship. I just didn't want to fill my LinkedIn or same thing, you know, include uh, increasing your numbers on Instagram or Facebook. It's not about those numbers. It's about so if you have a thousand people on your, let's say you have a thousand people on Facebook, are those thousand people really in on you, or are ten, or your email list? If ten percent of your email list opens, then you don't have an email list of five thousand people. You have a much smaller email list. So it's really getting those people that are around you and in your community to to. Like I said, like you have to like enroll them in your message or enroll them in your path to success. And that's the way that you create that community. Not those, you know, hi, how are you doing? Are you interested in cannabis? <laughs> like I got that one the other day looking for cannabis companies. And I was like, did you look at my thing? Because I'm not a cannabis company. Why are you, why are you asking me about it? <laughs> oh my God. This is uh, so close to home. I hate it through, especially it's, it's like you said, it's prominent on LinkedIn. I hate yeah. the pitches. And also, also what I've noticed, there are people who not just in their kind of the spreading of their message, but also in, let's say, the product that they sell for money, they keep pitching other products. And that 
really makes me angry because I just spent a ton of money with you or whatever, or I just spent money with you. Why are you pitching me something else? Exactly. I'd much so like, I I'd much rather have yeah. like a non, like a not a, a less tangible, like introduce me to your community. Is there somebody that you work with that you think I should know that introduce me to that person? I'd much rather you do that. And then guess what? Whatever you send me next, I'm going to buy because I'm so in on our relationship. That's yeah, that's, that's a lot of people miss that. And I think it's such a great thing that you're helping your clients uh, realize that and, and really touch their potential and make it possible because so many people have a huge potential and they never do anything with it. Do you agree? Oh, I totally agree. I talk to women all the time that are stopping themselves who have an old story. They've told themselves, you know, somebody told them in seventh grade that they weren't a good writer and they still believe that. Or somebody, you know, they didn't do well in math and they told themselves, and I'm talking about myself now, I'm not great in math. And I've told myself I'm not good with numbers, but you know what? I, I don't try. So of course I'm not good at them because I don't try for it. Um, yeah. But I think yeah. it's, get, I think getting out of your own way is an easy thing to say. I think that if you can pinpoint something in your life that you are passionate about and that you want to share, that you really want other people to know about because you think it'll fulfill a piece of their life or heal a piece of their soul or give them something that they need to really create a better life for themselves and their family, then you do a disservice to the world by not doing that. So if you can hook into that kind of a feeling, then you're unstoppable. But when it's, when you look at it from the point of view of it's about me, it's about money, it's about anything else, but really sharing your genius so other people can share theirs. I think that's when you can create that, like making your potential possible and really moving through it. Um, and for me, media and visibility and publicity is the way to do it because you, I could be the best business and publicity coach out there, but if no one knows my name or if you only know that I do cocktails also, then that's bad for me, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I have to step forward in my, with my other talents instead of the easy talents. Cause the cocktails for me, we do, I do cocktail classes and that kind of stuff, but it's more fun. It's more, for me, it's more the showing that my methods work. You know, I, I have a couple of segments, com TV segments coming. I'm making cocktails for the holidays, which shows my clients that, hey, not only am I teaching you how I do it, look, it works. And this is how it works. Because I share with them exactly how I do it. And I share with them the steps that I take to exactly how I do it. Um, but it's really, it's, enro and it's enrolling everybody in the idea of what you're trying to create, not so much trying to sell it to them. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's where the true kind of, I guess, world changing the world situation comes along where you can actually do it if you kind of stop selling it and kind of, I guess, put the selling the money part kind of on the back burner for a little bit. Um, that's probably, that's, that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. I think the focus has to be off of making money and the, the energy that you could bring to your business when it's not focused about the bottom line and you're focused on like this way. So if you want to make X amount of money and you know that you need 10 clients to make that kind of money, then you need to focus on the 10 clients, getting those clients, getting them served, having them repeat, you know, putting them into your, into your cycle rather than eat how each one is going to add to your bottom line. Because the, the thought process is different. And also like you need to connect with people for them to connect with you. So if your purpose is to make money, and I'm not saying that we don't, that's not a good purpose because you need to make money to continue your business, to pay for your life. Right. I'm sure there's people out there that do it as a hobby, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, you need, this is going to pay your bills. This is going to send your kids to college. 
But if you're just focused on the money part of it, it's going to be a lot harder. It just, it just is. It just is a lot harder because you're not, you're not using your heart and your soul and your passions as a, in the forefront for then to, for people to connect with that energy. Because you could do a Facebook Live every day, and if you're talking, if your thought is really about the money that you're going to make and not about how you're going to serve your clients, then people feel that and they're not going to come. Yeah, I agree totally. And I mean, we, I mean, we get it on the receiving end also. I'm sure you do too. And just like with the example that you gave on the on LinkedIn, it's it's, it's you know, people feel it. Just to, even just sending you a message right after you get the connection is just. Usually I sometimes actually go an extra mile and I disconnect with those people. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. I'm like, uh, not accept or whatever they have to do on there. No, because I think it's just disgenuine. And when I'm part of my, the pillars of my company is to be authentic and vulnerable. And, you know, if people listen to my podcast, I'm very vulnerable on there and I'm getting more and more in social media, but being authentic and ha- having those real life connections is what's going to keep those people in your community. Right, like if you and like if I liked you on Instagram or sorry on on LinkedIn and I send you one of those crappy messages, you're not going to be in my community. But if I send you a message about I really liked your last podcast and this is why I like it, and we start a conversation, then I'm in on your community. It's really as simple as that. It's all about collaboration and relationships, because if you win, I win. In the end. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So you have an, um, a new podcast that just launched that I happened to be on a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Can you, talk, <laughs> can you talk about what the what the purpose is? What type of content do you share and kind of what's special about this podcast? Well, I would think what's special about this podcast is me. To be completely like, let's, let's be honest. You And what's special about your co- podcast is you because there's a million podcasts out there. But the people that listen to us are in on what we're talking about, are in our in on our way of life and in on our point of view. So my podcast is called Behind the Spotlight. I take your favorite entrepreneurs off their pedestal and onto a bar stool next to you. Which means like I'm really interested in, in your the origin of the origin story that you share with your branding. You know what I mean? Like everyone has like, you know, their brand story, but I want to know how that girl went from college graduate to that brand story. I think that's interesting. I think the struggles you had along the way, the failures and the wins and the people that you met along the way is an interesting story to not only inspire listeners, but also motivate and challenge them to have their own trajectory and to see themselves in those stories. Um, I've also added a couple different pieces since we recorded, actually. I've added a piece I'm calling um, behind Behind the TV Spotlight, where I'm asking my guests to come on and tell us about their first and their latest TV experience. Because I think I know that my clients find it interesting when I, so what I'll do sometimes if I'm doing like a TV segment, I'll set my phone up on zoom so my clients can get on and just see how it works and see what that looks like for me to do a TV segment, because it sounds really scary. But when I'm on, I was on the list like you were, and you know, it's this amazing producer named Mike Dunn. And he talks to me and I talk back to him and it's not, it's not scary. So allowing people to see and hear those stories, um, I think is really interesting. And I've also added um, a coaching piece. I'm doing live coaching on the podcast so people could hear not only how I coach, but they can also hopefully get some information from coaching my clients and coaching my friends. Um, and then I'm offering uh, coaching sessions 
with my listeners um, to not only connect with them and learn more about them so I can make the podcast better, but also to help their businesses. That's awesome. That's really great work. So I got a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. What you're doing is great because there's so much, um, I guess there's so much information and misinformation and there's so much fear surrounding kind of being visible. Um, and I've had those fears and so many people have had those fears and still have them. And some people, um, actually this, this question just popped in my head and I'm wondering if you can kind of elaborate on this. Um, some people are kind of afraid or don't see the value of being visible. Um, what is the value of this visible? I mean, I know what it is, but I'm wondering what your opinion is because, well, first of all, it may change mine, but also um, (laughs) maybe people listening to us don't know. I mean, we're talking about, you know, being visible and being on media and making your potential possible, but then what does it have to do with, you know, being on media specifically? And what is the, um, I guess the effects of that, um, of those appearances and those mentions um, on your business and life? That's really interesting. So my first thought is, if you're the best kept secret, you're doing something wrong. Right. If you have your little, you know, you might have this little tiny community that's serving you well, but if you want to build, other people need to know about you. And that's where media comes in. And like we're talking about TV media, but media can literally be being on your Facebook group, on your town's Facebook group page, right? Doing a live on that page, being in your church's newsletter, being in your local TV station, being on your local high school TV station. I can't tell you how many clients for nutrition I would get when I would cook at my local TV station. But what I feel like media does for you is a little bit different. Media gets you credibility. Connection gets you, what's the right word? Let me say that again. My phone's ringing, sorry. That's okay. Which my husband always picks up because that's his job. Okay. Um, So media, (laughs) national, like big media gets you credibility. Let me put it this way. If you and I do the same thing and somebody goes to my website and sees Good Morning America, New York Times, Forbes, Inc., blah, 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 right? Somebody goes to your website and sees journals and scientific thing, you know, scientific journals and more of that in that realm, then they're going to know which person's for them. Not only who, you know, maybe who's been doing it longer, whose message I resonate with, but if I'm in on those media platforms because that tells me that they trust you and if i trust those media platforms then i'm going to go with you so it really speaks to your community on who else trusts you and who else will let you in in, into their audience and allow you that access then you must know what you're talking about so it gives you that instant credibility it does give you clients you know it will bring you people um, which will allow you then to increase your your um, fees, which I believe in 100%. Quick, I, I, I honestly believe that most women do not, don't charge enough for our services. I don't know if you believe with that too. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think that we definitely, especially moms, we have a lot of reservations. Right. Oh yeah, totally. So you know, I think getting local media adds to your credibility, but it also adds to to people knowing who you are. So I look at it this way: national big media adds to your credibility. Local. And, and, you know, town, regional media gives you cash. Does that make sense to you? That's perfect tip to kind of wrap up the episode. I love it. Um, (laughs) It makes a lot of sense to me. And I hope that it does for for our listeners too, because it's actually, 
um, interesting. I never looked at it that way. And I'm sure that there are a lot of people like me who would never consider that um, to be an option, to be a possibility or even kind of worth it uh, or whatever. Or yeah, it's interesting. How many reservations and labels do we, um, do we like put on, on, uh, on ourselves? And like you've mentioned just er, kind of earlier a little bit about the, you know, you, someone telling you you're not good at math, kind of in middle school or high school, and then that kind of sticking to, to, um, for what kind of sticking for a while. And I feel like, um, we, even as adults, we do that a lot to ourselves. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. I actually just put out a Facebook live, um, where I said I was doing some right, like automatic writing journaling. And I, without thought really wrote down the five or six stories that I've been telling myself that I'm feeling like are keeping me back or holding me back from getting to the next level in my life and in my business. And they were, it was, I can't do numbers. I don't know enough. I'm too old. Um, I don't look great on camera. I'm not a writer. I don't have anything to say. You know, I don't follow too many. I don't follow enough people. So they're not going to follow me. Like those are the real things that I think about that hold me back um, from moving forward. And, and after I wrote them down and after I honestly, after I out, I put it out into the world and I got the feedback of, oh my God, me too. Thank you for telling me. I believe the same thing. We all need to move through this. I've moved through most of them and I, and I have acknowledged most of them so I can say to each one of those, you're not true. You're my fear and my doubt holding me back from really expressing my true talents and genius to the world. And as long as I can acknowledge that you're an, a fear and a doubt and I can push you to the side, I can move past it. And I think moving past all of our, you know, we're never going to let go of all of them, but acknowledging that, that it's just fear or it's just doubt, I think really can help somebody move through and, and let go. I love this quote. It says, courage is taking your talents through the fear and into the light. Nice. I love that. It, right. I just think it, it says so much because if you can be all in on yourself and I, when I'm saying like 99.9, we always have a little bit of doubt, but if you can be all in on what you think you can bring to the conversation, to the world, to media, to whatever, then taking that and moving past all the naysayers and all the people that have kept you down or lovingly told you, you can't do it, you know, right? moving past that, um, you can do it. Like, I'll tell you a really quick story. My uncle was in from, from Arizona, sorry, New Mexico, not Arizona. My uncle was in, I'll tell you a quick story. My uncle was in from New Mexico and I was telling him all about the cocktail book. And he looked at me and he was like, you're not a drinker. What are you doing? And I was like, I'm not a big drinker, but you know what? I like one or two cocktails and I know flavors and I can put cocktails together. I've been a bartender forever. And he kind of was like, okay, and walked away. And I was like, I'm going to show you. Like, I'm going to show you that I can do this. Sorry. I can show you that I can do this and I don't need your approval. And, and it was he wasn't telling me I couldn't. He was just like, I don't get that. And hey, you know, he's he's not in the online world. He doesn't know a lot of what I do. Um, but I had other people tell me that too. They're like, I don't understand your, because personally I'm not a big drinker. And I was like, just because I don't like to have lots of drinks all the time, doesn't mean I don't know what I'm talking about. And to, to because I knew that this was a good idea. I knew that people would want this. And I also knew that my recipes are great. And I, and I don't know if you have the cocktail book, but I will send you a cocktail book. It's called clean cocktails, righteous recipes for the modern mixologist. 
I always tell people to please go to a local bookstore if they're looking for a book. It is available on Amazon, but go to your local bookstore, especially right now. Um, but it was it was done on pure persistence and perseverance and not listening to other people and honestly not listening to the stories because my partner Tara and I were just like, we don't know what we're doing, but we're just going to make it happen. And that was the driving force. So if you feel like you don't know what you're doing, nobody around you tells you that you can. But if you know that it's a good idea and people will want it, that's got to take that with you. That's your talent. That's the courage and take it through the fear. And into the light means, you know, into visibility, publicity and media. That's awesome. Oh, my God. I love it so much. I <laughs> just so many of us are telling ourselves the same exact thing and we never get out of that. Um, yep. um, I don't want to call it a hamster wheel because it's not a hamster wheel. It's something different. But. But it's just we don't never get out of that cycle, um, and it's just it's too bad sometimes. Um, and you know they, those naysayers, those Aunt Susies or Uncle Mikes or whatever, <laughs> whoever they are, they uh, it's just, they they. I you know I started as I wrote my book, and I talk about the similar situation in my book. Um, I kind of started kind of stopping myself before I give someone mm-hmm. any type of feedback or advice, just because I know how detrimental it can be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, to- so, I, yeah, totally, so- I totally agree. Cause I think that if, if you have a little bit of fear or a little bit of doubt and somebody gives you the, the message that it's okay to not do it, it's okay to sit still. It's okay to even go backwards. Then we will, because it's so much easier. It's yeah. so, so much easier than to push ourselves forward. I've had that this year, you know, I've had to really pivot what I'm doing Um, and a lot of times I was like, I just don't want to, I just, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I have those times where it's like, wait a minute, you do know what you want. You do know what you're doing. You're too afraid to say it. And you're too afraid to acknowledge what it is that you really want. Um, and I thank God for you and the group that I'm in, because I can talk to, to you and I can talk to the women and men that are in there. Um, and having those sounding boards and having people mirror for me and being like, are you kidding me? (laughs) You know, you're doing this to yourself and move on. So if the audience gets one thing from this conversation, tell people what you're thinking, tell people what you're creating, but tell the person that's also creating something because they're the ones that are going to understand and they're the ones that are going to push you um, and give you the space to create that for yourself. If they don't, if they're not creating something from themselves, they're not going to get it and they're not going to want you to move, you know, through to what you should be doing. So really find somebody who you admire, who's creating something reach out on Facebook. I ask anyone who wants to talk to me, I talk to everybody. You can DM me. I will answer you. Um, because if you want to create something, you can do it. It's just finding the space for yourself. That's awesome, Beth. I love, I love this episode so much. And thanks so much for taking the time to record <laughs> and course. to share your experience and your story and your kind of your wisdom and, and uh, with, with my listeners. And I really appreciate it. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much. I am all in on you, babe. So whatever whatever you're doing, I'm going to be there. <laughs> Thanks so much. This is awesome. All right. Um, so this concludes this episode. If you love this episode, please subscribe on iTunes and also please leave a review. And I'll see you in the next episode.